welcome to Uppercuts Remind Podcast. Uh, we don't really have an intro because this is just kind of something I decided I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, hi, Caitlin here, the resident uh, KH stan of Uppercut, uh, probably to the site's detriment at times. Um, I am joined by three very special guests for this show. Uh, the first one is one Fabian Garza of Teenagers with Attitude. How are you, Fabi? I am doing good. Hi. Hell yeah. And I am also joined by one Julie Muncy, a contributor over at Wired and fellow KH Stan. Hello, hello. My heart is full. Good. But is it your guiding key? Always. (laughs) Good. And last, but definitely not least, I am the number one stan of her single brain cell. Ace contributor and excellent freelance writer, Natalie Flores, is also here. Thank you so much for standing my one brain cell. Hello. <laughs> She's just doing the Lord's work. My one work. brain cell will meet Mickey in the pit to fight for Aqua's honor, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Aqua's honor. Yeah. Specifically and entirely. <laughs> that's it. That's meet what the whole DLC is pit. about. Meet Mickey in the pit, like Julie... Baby, Caitlin, my one brain cell, it's it's done. I would love to meet Mickey in the pit, honestly. That man is a war criminal. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I would love to meet my Natalie's brain cell. And I was like, oh, me too. Okay. <laughs> Number one fans. Natalie's like, I don't know her. Um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so um, in typical uppercut uh, chaotic nature, I did not plan this. We are just going to freeform it. Um, this is a chaotic gay production. Yeah, it's yes. true. Um, do we think we need to summarize what happens in the DLC before we talk about feeling fun? Also, can we? do you think we can? Yeah, can we? Yeah, that's that's I think the more. If you played question. Kingdom Hearts three, you just it, remember the end. Okay, but now it's different. That's remind. We're done. <laughs> Yeah, the ending, it's, but like, it's different. A little bit different. Sometimes, sometimes very different. It, it's a great. It's a skill of Sometimes different. <laughs> Sora defies the laws of nature and good plotting again, and breaks the timeline again. again. And Kyrie is there a little again. Um, right, Kyrie now... has one right. She got the and, one right. Yeah, and now. Sora's dead and everything. <laughs> Sora's dead. Terrible. <laughs> it's not even wrong. Yeah. Sora's dead. Sora is dead. He's found dead in Miami. Found dead in Oh my god. Now I'm just imagining all the all the Florida yes. line uh, images. I mean headlines, but it's Sora. Like wrestling an alligator, <laughs> selling gold. Oh my god! I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna make Glenn I'm gonna make Glenn make a meme of Sword this. Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Sword <laughs> Kingdom Hearts found dead in Miami. <laughs> um, should we even try to summarize it? Like in all seriousness, should we? Um, um I mean, I don't. I, I guess I feel like if you're in the know, yeah. you know. Like, like if I you don't. Came to the like college I don't want to go content? scene for scene oh. because y'all yeah. can listen to Waypoint for that mm-hmm. shit, but. Uh, like, 
I know that we have some motherfuckers who are going to listen to this even though they don't play the games because they're sadists, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Or masochists. Um, so I guess, like, I don't know. It takes the ending of Kingdom Hearts and is, like, in Kingdom Hearts 3, specifically, and is, like, hey, Sora's doing some fuck shit um, with the timeline. And he, like, bounces from heart to heart and does big boss fighties and that's kind of the gist mm -hmm. yeah, yeah he's going back in bucks. time as a heart to try to find a way to change events so he can save Kyrie, which he kind of fails mm -hmm. to do but then he saves Kyrie anyways because that's <laughs> Sora's thing mm -hmm. and god I wish that were me yeah <laughs> it's very surreal and odd and it's at least halfway an excuse to like revise parts of the ending and some of the fights in the way that they probably would in like a final mix mm -hmm. re-release but they don't do those anymore so it's just dlc kind of tacked on as this sort of bizarre epilogue dimension hopping mm -hmm. adventure yeah, for 30 bucks. Yeah. Also, there's <laughs> also at the end of that, they're like, hey, do you want to fight all the organization members again for extra but scenes? Shit now. I didn't even try. Literally, I like, I got to that part and I asked people, I was like, do I have to play this? And they were like, just watch the cutscenes. And I was like, dope. Oh my God, yeah. Don't tell the gamers, but like, I was like, I'm going to write my review and. I'm gonna watch those fights on YouTube first of all because I'm a bad gamer. Same. I'm not good Same. at video games. I play lots of them, but I never said that I was good. Second of all, like no. <laughs> well, like, I had lot, to. So... I had to grind to get my character up to level fifty to like play through the main fucking DLC. And someone you got Sora to level fifty. Mm -hmm. That's why most people that I know got him to like maybe forty at most, and then they're like, "Wait, I have to level him up to 90? <laughs> No. Yeah, well, because oh. I got him, I got him to fifty because someone in the uppercut server, I was like, "Yo, this first fight, fight is just destroying me. Like, what should I do?" And people were like, "You just have to like grind." And I was like, oh, "Fuck, whatever." Yeah. So I went and did that, and I got to level fifty, and then I didn't have any problems after that. But then I got to the data fights, and I was like, "Wait, you're telling me I have to grind another forty levels? Fuck you." <laughs> Like, the data fights <laughs> are absolutely scaled yeah. to level 99. Even then, they're hard as fuck. Uh, I've beaten yeah. one of them. And I'm, like, yeah. actually pretty good at Kingdom Hearts sometimes. I'm, like, not yeah, a I pro, can tell that you're but, good. like, like I, just I try. And it's, like, I've beaten one of them. I... They're really hard. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> That's a no for me, it, dog. Did, did any of us beat any of them like like is julie the one who has the highest record is julie the queen of yeah it seems like julie like, might yeah. be the queen of kingdom hearts okay here's where i talk about uh how i experienced kingdom hearts i did not play kingdom hearts 3 or the remind dlc i have seen complete no voice let's plays of those like three times each uh kinda uh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. We I all we so. all suffer in different ways. Um, but yeah, uh, that <laughs> looked not fun to play. Um, no. it's yeah, yeah. My <laughs> it's a weird. Julie and DLC. I talked about this on Twitter. My wrists hurt 
so bad oh, yeah. after playing this. And I think part of that was because like I'm a fake gamer these days and most of what I play is either like on my Switch for 20 minutes or like visual novels on my laptop. Wait, there are other games other than that? Not according to me, there's not. Um, but I, I have, like, I hadn't touched, like, any of my consoles for more than, like, an hour, and so then I was playing this, and I was, like, just sitting there for, like, six hours playing this shit, and I was, like, my hands are gonna fall off. Oh, yeah, I had to do a huge update, like, I was, like, oh my god, my hack PS4, she's on her last legs, she's, oh, like, no. I'm gonna push through for this one traumatic DLC. Oh. <laughs> she did it, but, uh we must stand, but... I mean, that's the thing about working in games media. You don't really have the time to... I mean, no, actually, that's hypocritical. I play, like, Final Fantasy fourteen like, 500 hours a week. <laughs> but besides that, you don't have time to play most games. Like, you just kind of, like, open something on the Switch or, like... If you're not me, you don't, you know, open up Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that went very differently in my head, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. I think saying. you just you just kind of ended up exposing yourself on that one, but... Yeah, I really did. If, if nobody... Like, I have to do it before anyone else does. That's fair. So that's, 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 my, kind of, that's my motto yeah. as well, which is why I'm stupid gay and a monster fucker online. How, how long before... Kingdom Hearts content and Final Fantasy 4. I've been thinking about this for a year. I think it's going to happen at some point, but that there's going to be some Kingdom Hearts content in Final Fantasy 14. Part of me feels it. Maybe Kari will yeah. get a second right. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I cannot do yeah. that. I, I haven't touched Final Fantasy 14 in like mm -hmm. several months because I just don't have the time for it. And I like, don't be mad, Matt. I don't find it that interesting it's okay uh, no, I like i like it i liked what i've played of it but i'm like i don't have like an itch to wait where playing. are you exactly i'm almost just, at the just... end of realm oh Reform. you're in the bad part yeah okay. that sucks that uh, shit yeah. no sucks. i'm i'm with you natalie i finished Shadowbringers. uh i haven't done the near raid but like there's a near raid there can be a final fantasy 14 raid just let me fight darknesses darknesses you're... heartless for a I while just... You yeah, know, like yeah, a Kingdom yeah. Hearts That's one? Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't do it. I cannot invest mm -hmm. the time in you know Final Fantasy can. 14 to play a Kingdom Hearts raid. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> My brain does not fuck with MMOs, generally. But what our brains do fuck with is Kingdom Hearts Reminds <laughs> DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Look at that Good transition. Job. Yeah. You professional podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah. So what? What were the? How? How did y'all feel like generally about it? I guess I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let, I'm mm -hmm. gonna just get that one right out of the way because I think everyone else is more positive mm -hmm. on it, or like at least a little bit more positive on it than I was. But I was like, man, I'm so like I didn't even pay for this, and I hate it. Like, oh my goodness. Like, okay, yeah. That's so That's I'll just fair. get that out of the way. And I really loved Julie's piece on it about how oh, it thanks. plays around with it. Like, I love everything mm -hmm. that Julie writes, but, like, I just, I really liked how she saw the beauty in this and was like, I'm going to talk about how it, like, plays around with the concept of an ending. While well, I was just like, this is bad. <laughs> Kyrie deserved more than one right. And, like, not a button. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, at this point, we'll talk like, about that at this point, I feel like like criticizing Kingdom Hearts about Ky Kyrie rights at this point is like, 
yeah it right yeah. Yeah. never yeah, been good uh yeah. This There's is, no argument about that. Yeah, it's like this yeah. is technically an improvement. They made her go sleep. I think we should definitely talk about that fight later. Yeah, I um. So, the the, the important things to understand mm-hmm. about me are that my favorite character is Shion. Yep. And that Queen. Yeah. I decided a long time ago that much like all the Homestuck fans I know, if I was going to keep. <laughs> I don't even need to know the rest of it. This is just really fun. <laughs> if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I was going to keep enjoying Kingdom Hearts, I was going to entirely let go of caring where the story goes and just follow whatever the hell it does. And so, yeah, I had a good time. But, like, my standards for Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. are different than anything else. Yeah, I... That's fair. I feel like I'm probably more on that boat. Mm-hmm. And Shion got a great moment and a data boss fight which gives her a badass move set so like i have nothing to complain about really <laughs> i mean there's of course a million things to complain about but like yeah but you're just i'm happy but you're just vibing so, yeah i'm happy yeah i'm just vibing. <laughs> shionsian is just vibing uh, yeah. is just vibing. i love shion I mean, so much um, one time I rode into Waypoint and I got Austin Walker to say, uh, hold on to Xion with your hands forever, or hold on to Xion with your life, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, but I, so I come to Kingdom Hearts for two very separate things that it's sometimes when it's at its best, uh, it delivers. Um, and it's good character interaction that makes me care about the characters. And then the other thing is weird n- surprise twists that make me go, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, and I think this only kind of delivers in one of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I went in with no expectations. Uh, and you were still disappointed. <laughs> no, I was. I'm kind of more on the Julie path of like I'm just at this point. Oh, I'm just kind of vibing. Um, like I do care about the story and stuff, but like I've just kind of accepted that this is like my hell on earth. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna be <laughs> here forever. Uh, as this thing that I care far too much about, uh, continues to degrade in quality around me. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that not all of us on this yeah, planet? Do we not just degrade in not, quality? Not life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's one of those things where, like, I had similar feelings about Dragon Age, and I'm like, hey, maybe I just walk away from Dragon Age a little bit. And Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, nope, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm go, I'm the orchestra on the Titanic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I thought, like, I liked what it added as far as, like, filling in some of the gaps in, like, what was going on with the ending and stuff. Um, mm. Some of it was obviously, like, extraneous bullshit. Um, and a lot of it doesn't make sense, which, like, shocker. Um, but, I don't know. It was okay. I liked getting to play as the other characters sometimes. Um, Can we just, like, so... I feel like this DLC is meant to give you a lot of, like, whiplash and whatnot, but I kid you not, I don't think there's, not even in just Kingdom Hearts 3 or this DLC, but in the entire series, I don't think I've ever gotten more whiplash than when I saw Dylan Sprouse <laughs> as Yuzora. <laughs> like, that, was, <laughs> like, that was amazing. I got that spoiled like, for me by the Square Enix Twitter. 
Oh, no. <laughs> like, they tweeted about, like, they tagged him and were like, thanks for being Gizora. And I was like, what? No. Oh, no. That was before that's the I biggest even... plot twist. I know. Well, and, like, because I was supposed to get code for it, and then Square Enix was like, you're not worthy. And I was like, damn, okay. Um, And then I had to wait because I had, like, what did I even have? I don't know. I had other shit to do. Um, So I didn't play it until, like, a week after. And, yeah. They were just like, hey, Dilith Sprouse. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> well. So much and, whiplash. And then he proceeds to star in a secret movie that recreates the first trailer for Final Yay. Fantasy Vs. 13. I, uh, <laughs> like I said, bullshit that makes you go, what the fuck? This is the half of the reason I come yeah. to the series. I don't even know if I can talk has... about it. Has never been more self-indulgent. He was just like, I'm remaking yeah. like, honestly, my own ideas now. I, I respect I respect that as someone who literally runs their own site purely to be on their own bullshit constantly. Uh, uh-huh. That's like literally what this podcast <laughs> is. Being real. It just feels very weird. It feels a little like... Like, I don't know if I would describe it as meta, but it just feels very odd to watch, like, something that was clearly not in there from... Like, it was not something that was planned. Like, in an alternate universe where Versus mm-hmm. 13 exists, this wouldn't be happening. And, like, right. it just feels like I'm watching a feud between Nomura and Square Enix <laughs> play out on the screen in front of me where Nomura's just, like, on the Square Enix for, like, Versus 13. And I'm like, this... And Sora's in the middle, and I'm like, I don't know what we are doing here. So it feels very weird for me to watch it play out because it it doesn't even feel like kingdom hearts and it clearly isn't meant to be like like this whole mm. yozora and everything it just is so obviously alluding to versus 13 and i just feel very awkward about seeing like a like a creator spat in a sense mm-hmm. i don't know like i i don't mm-hmm. even know if i can get into it too much you know on like a podcast but it just feels it feels weird and jarring to say the least for me it's yeah the most metatextual the game's ever gotten and it also incorporates references mm-hmm. to the world ends with you mm-hmm. so it's like yeah what is this just going to become the weird meta nomaraverse and like is that yeah, the direction I'm telling Kingdom you, Hearts it's going to be at? it's going to be square enix smash it's going to be square enix smash <laughs> <laughs> Smash Enix, <laughs> please. By twenty thirty five, there will only be one Square Enix franchise, and it'll be <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, and then it'll be Final Fantasy like eighteen. It'll just be a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be Smash, but with Square Enix characters, and that's gonna be the only way you'll ever get to play as Kyrie, and that's how they're gonna get people to no, buy it. No, Ka- you know, you know that Kyrie's just gonna be an assist. <laughs> God. Oh god, that's heartbreaking <laughs> and probably accurate. Um, I do the Yazora stuff has always felt weird to me. Like even in the Toy Story stuff, when they were like alluding to it, and then when you get like the secret movie in mm-hmm. the main yeah. game, yeah, is that where it is? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I don't oh. like it. I was the opposite. Uh, I was like, no, yeah, this is weird. Give me more of this weird thing. Sure, don't explain it. Just give me the weird thing that doesn't make sense. I mean, I love weird bullshit. Um, I am a mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins Awakening stan. 
Um, but yes. <laughs> for more than just that, I want to fuck the mother. I think game actually too. Um, but... Glad you cleared that up. <laughs> On the record. Um, but this is just like, I think, I, I definitely feel like I kind of lean more towards Natalie on this one of like, it seems like it's not doing weird stuff to do it for like the artistic fun of it and kind of doing weird stuff to like be spiteful or like deal with creative differences or whatever. Um, because we don't usually see that happen. If anything, it's it's the opposite. Like we, there are so many things that are cut mm-hmm. out during right. game development and during storytelling that what we see is just like this fragment of the original story and the original ideas of the creators. But to see this, that is not supposed. It feels like I'm. It feels a little voyeuristic in a sense. Uh-huh. Like I'm watching something that I should not be. Mm-hmm. like knowledgeable about like Nomura's spite and his pettiness is not something that I should mm-hmm. nor want to be knowledgeable that's, that's fair. <laughs> and I and I got it it's his work but it's it, it the game... feels odd as a fan mm-hmm. yeah that, that's fair and the game goes so far out of its way mm-hmm. to make this twist happen like it first introduces Yozora and Verum Rex as like a silly Final Fantasy 15 parody and you're like okay I get that and then it takes the very unprecedented step of making that a real thing somewhere in the Kingdom Hearts universe which is a type of narrative move that none of the other games have made like at no point have you seen like fiction become reality in the Kingdom Hearts universe in that way that kind of cross narrative polynomial I don't even have words for this, but um, yeah. that's never it's happened. Like Sora before. says at the beginning, is any of yeah. this for real? Yeah, or it. Not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels like Nomura is contorting Kingdom Hearts in order to put in ideas that he doesn't have anywhere else to put, which is strange, as opposed to Kingdom Hearts feeling. Like, it's moving just on this wild plot rocket ship that you don't know where it's going to go next. It's like, it's being steered in a different, stranger direction. And what's funny is that I feel like, like, I feel most Kingdom Hearts fans are cognizant of the fact that clearly this series has gone in a direction that they did not plan with in in the first mm-hmm. game in the very first oh, yeah. game this was not what this was all supposed to be so i think like oh yeah nomura's storytelling style of adding things to justify it, like I'm, my one brain cell right now is kind of like mm. but <laughs> like he adds he sets things up and then adds them later in order to make that original thing that he set up make sense is my one brain cell making sense right now he's a jj abrams it, it's it's a mystery box basically yeah yeah and so it's like we're used to this like mm-hmm. this is kind of the series in a nutshell but for some reason it it just feels so jarring this time around it feels like like it's something that we are passively um knowledgeable about the fact that the storytelling in kingdom hearts is set up like this um right but this is that but dialed up to 100 and it's so jarring and you're so hyper aware of it that it's like oh this this really sticks out i think and it's just so well and i feel like too i feel like kingdom hearts on its main bullshit is like really leaning into the disney shit and really leaning into like its Mm -hmm. own lore and narrative 
And so striking out into a direction that is so blatantly Final Fantasy, I think is what weirds me out. That's um, fair. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like I'm not a, I'm not a Final Fantasy person at all anyway. Um, so like when people were like, oh, the Final Fantasy characters weren't in three, I was like, huh, they weren't. <laughs> um, That's interesting. How about as that? a Final Fantasy person, I was like, huh, <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> so yeah, it's okay, it's, you're not alone. The, the Final Fantasy mm-hmm. stuff stopped mm-hmm. feeling important to the series very quickly. Because yeah, like it, it was kind of like a crutch that it needed yeah. a little bit for early on, but it, it's it been so long since Kingdom Hearts got its central identity put together that yeah. it, it doesn't feel like it needs that crutch anymore. Mm-hmm. So then people getting really mad about that and then them bringing back <laughs> the Final Fantasy. I was like, Aerith is sat here just like vibing and she's not really doing it. Like she has like two lines. I don't know. Is that y'all what y'all were so <laughs> mad about? Damn. Like, <laughs> there, she got two lines and she's dead still. Also, <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts Aerith is, is living a better life because she is alive and like on the city council as yeah. opposed to like dead. <laughs> Sora and oh, Aerith God. found dead in Miami. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <That's one. laughs> I uh, see. Hmm. Oh I feel my god! If, if this alive. is, I it's don't know alive. if this is gonna be the way the games are gonna go from now on. But if the way the games are going is like this weird number numbers or this weird like Square Enix uh, uh, traveling, I care the same amount as before because i i'm not i'm not a final fantasy 14 girl i'm not a disney girl i came here for the weird bullshit my okay my favorite game is uh, chain of memories uh for the nominous stuff and the weird mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. like uh, memory manipulation stuff and then my second favorite, j- just so you get what what I'm here for, my second favorite is uh, 358, and then my third favorite is Recoded. Those are the in my yeah. in my hands. Those are the three best oh. Kingdom Hearts games made. Um, <laughs> just so you know who you're dealing with today. Hi. Um, so I don't care about the Disney stuff. Yeah. I'm I never care about the Disney stuff. That's fair. That's it's fair. just there. I... Usually they're the least interesting parts of the game. Uh, the main games don't really get interesting. Like by main games, oh, I mean yeah. one, two, and three. Uh, don't get really interesting until the final worlds, where they kind of drop all the uh, Disney stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just I want this weird. And I understand the feeling of it, like, oh, it's this weird, like, spiteful thing. But I don't know. Sometimes just seeing art made of spite can be interesting. Like, I want to see where this goes. I mean, like, I am a proponent of functioning on spite. <laughs> um, that's what my entire career is based on. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like a weird tone clash. To me. I think yeah. it might be because, so, like, game mm-hmm. development and making games, like, this is all a hugely collaborative effort um, from hundreds mm-hmm. of developers working on this series, and not just on Kingdom Hearts 3 or just the DLC, but now it feels like something distinctly mm. Nomura, and I think that might also be um, uncomfortable for people, just because this is, like... It feels like something very personal to Nomura now, whereas 
it, it, this was not supposed to be, right? Like, Kingdom Hearts is something that is crafted by hundreds of developers and, um, you know, millions of players are playing this and not expecting sort of, like, this <laughs> to become a Nomura spite source or, like, a source where he can channel his spite and pettiness into... And, like, I, I respect the pettiness and the spite. And I think he's very brave for doing this. Like, I, like I'm like i surprised... I'm surprised he got away with it. I'm like, how did they review this at Square Enix? And we're like, yeah, yeah bro. Like, to be fair, though, they, re- they, they said... Kingdom Hearts 3, they were like, yeah, this is good. Time to put it out there. Like, I don't know. Like, were they, like... The rich people in Hollywood watching Parasite, they were like, yeah, this is, this is great. Oh, my God. Let's eat right. the rich. And they're like, yeah, eat the rich while they're, you know. So I'm like, how did this even pass is, like, my one of my primary base concerns. Right. I'm like, how is this even approved? And also, I respect that Do they, this they, was I mean, they approved. must. There's no way they don't know. But like, it's, it's how much do they... Mm. Do they know, like, do they know, like, okay, here are my future plans. This is what we're going to do with the character you saw at. These are the references. Or do they just know, oh, yeah, he's making that weird reference to the trailer. Yeah, you got to wonder how much oversight Nomura gets when mm-hmm. he's making this stuff. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he does such strange things all the time. Yes. And, and, and this is except, <laughs> ex- exceptionally strange. Yeah, it's and it's like, he, you, you know... He's gone on the record saying mm-hmm. that he doesn't much care for Sora, you know? He's not no, that's all, fair. all that. No, no. No, I know it's well, just but, like, funny because I'm like, mood. Yeah, yeah there's it's just true. something funny about it. Yeah, Like, he, he, he really he... thinks Sora down in Miami is a fine concept. Like, he has no yeah. problem with it. He doesn't really like or relate to Sora. He mm-hmm. said that in interviews, but he... it's obvious he likes you, Sora. Yeah. He's well, invested he said in, in the past when he, he was working on, cool. on 13 verses that at least his version of Noctis, which is kind I'm going to assume it's kind of yeah. like his version of Sora. Yeah, it was his favorite character. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, it evolved into Yozora. Yeah. God. It's literally, yeah. <laughs> I just thought of the, I thought of the Kermit meme where, like, the one in the black hood is Yozora. <laughs> and the Kermit on the other side is Sora. He's like, I'm you, but stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I just, like, I mean, like, not liking Sora is a mood. Um, yeah, Sora's I feel that. Like... Sora's kind of a dumb bitch. Um, but... I feel he's very hard to relate to. I like him a lot, but, like, that, like, what Julie said about yeah. him saying that in various interviews, like, that makes total sense, because I personally, like, I, I described it in my review of the DLC as him being Piper in Orange is the oh. New Black, where, like, yeah. he is he is the boring one, while everyone around him is infinitely more interesting and complex than him. See, and I think... Yeah. Um, this is kind of, this is spoilers for an article I'm dropping on Uppercut tomorrow, but for my, uh, for my new cooking column, uh, nice. I talked, mm-hmm. I talked about the, uh, uh, I don't like Sora as a character, well, like, I don't like Sora as a character, but I think for what he is, he's done well, and mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about how, like, one, I think the Disney worlds are inherent to Kingdom Hearts, and I think without it, it would be bad, um which i don't like caping for disney but here we are um 
and I talk about that through the lens of the fucking Ratatouille cooking game. Um, I need to read this. It's coming out tomorrow, so. (laughs) Um, But... By the time that this comes out, y'all better have read it, listeners. That's true. Yeah. Um, Seriously. But, so, my thought with it is, like, I think... And I was listening to the Waypoint lore reasons about Remind, and, like, they were talking about, you know, like, how it's kind of bullshit that, like, Sora saves everyone again, and, like, you know, he's allowed to fuck around and do whatever he wants, and, like, that's, like, the character, though. Mm -hmm. Like, Sora... As I I called him in my in my article, I called him a himbo in training. Um, <laughs> and like he is, he did learn from Hercules, he, so yeah. He's just like Sora is just like truly a sweet, kind, utterly dumb bitch who just stumbles into every bit of success he's ever found. So like the fact that he can like, time travel and break all of these rules and save everyone and just continue to be on his idiot bitch bullshit was, like, something that, to me, I was like, no, this makes sense. I was like, this is correct. This is actually very good characterization. Um, This is what Sora does. Yeah. This is is how he wins. He (laughs) he is too stupid and too nice to think that he could. Yeah. And it's like, and, and... Yeah, and I think, like, him being able to save everybody, and I, it won't happen, but what I honestly wish, like, I really truly didn't want Kingdom Hearts to continue after this game. Um, uh-huh. I wanted it to just be over, but it'll never be over, <laughs> we'll never be free. free. No. I will never be will free. Never. In this economy? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna end. No, I will never be free. Um, I don't think Nomura could possibly write that. No, I think but... it, it would only end if a major, major release with a lot of budget and a lot of support by Square Enix came out and it was a complete, 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 complete flop. That yeah, would but be they the still make, way. they still gotta be making bank off yeah. those fucking mobile games, yeah, though. Yeah, the mobile so. games? Um, anyway. Kingdom Hearts 3 was a big success. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. But I think what I would like to see is they, oh, like, the one thing in Remind is over and over and over again, Xehanort is, like, reminding Sora, like, you will pay a price for this. Like, uh, and it's gonna be Sora. fucking... Ah, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but, like, over and over and over again, he says that. And, like, I want so badly if they're gonna do it. I was like, okay, this is good characterization that Sora would do this shit. But I really, really want the game to contend with what that price is. Because I know it's, like, implied, like, oh, him disappearing might be the price. But, like, yeah. like it's clearly not going to be that because he shows up in fucking Verum Rex or whatever. Um, so, like, I, mean, I want to see I want to see Sora actually face consequences for being a dumb bitch. Because the only time yeah. we've really kind of seen that happen is a dream drop and, like, Riku saved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing that I've been thinking throughout this entire thing. Like, when you're like, I want, and my brain was like, Sora to fail. <laughs> Because I do, because yeah. <laughs> I do, but we he... need him, because he is so, like Julie says, he is just so reckless, and, like, he's so naive and kind and positive to think that it will all work out, and it really does all mm-hmm. tend to work out for him, and I need it to not work out for him. Sora, I need you to be on my level. I need I need you to, like, be on the rest of our levels. I need you to go through life and be like, wow, this shit sucks. Yeah. And well, then and like, we can talk. Because, like, yeah. it's jarring. It's jarring in 3 when he loses his shit, because we're not used mm-hmm. to seeing him lose his shit. And, like, I thought that moment was really powerful, but then they kind of undercut it because he does all the time travel bullshit and whatever. 
Um, yeah. And it sucks because, like, we see all these other characters who have been through these, like, really intense emotional journeys mm-hmm. of, like, figuring out their shit and, like, trying to be better people and trying to, like, heal from trauma. And then this idiot bitch is just like, nope, still positive. Nothing's yeah. ever been wrong with me in my life. He is exactly what I would actually call a quote-unquote Gary Stew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he, like, that's, the, that's yeah. what he plays in the plot. Though, I do think the secret ending, like, one common theory that seems pretty well supported is that he's ended up in the Shibuya yes. from the world ends yes. with you. Which yes. means he's he is dead yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Which means the next gate game could play with the idea of Sora having failed and being stuck there. The question is how much they're going to commit to that. Go Sora. And go Sora. Like go Sora. And I feel like given the track history of this series, I feel like yeah. they won't and I would really I really want them to because yeah. he really He's like the one character that I think still needs, like, like even like, the sarcastic quips that he tends to give throughout the main Kingdom Hearts three. Like that was such a milestone mm-hmm. in his character uh-huh. theme, and I was like, wait, they're just sarcastic quips, like, yeah, like this should not be a milestone in the central character mm-hmm. of this seventeen or something year old series. Like, and I get what his role is supposed to be. He's supposed to be like this. Happy-go-lucky, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. But, but it's like when everyone else around you mm-hmm. has so much complexity and you want to mm-hmm. at least room for that and potential, it just, yeah. it's not as interesting to watch him play this out. And like I mentioned in my review of it, like, I feel like this would have been vastly more interesting of a DLC if we saw it through someone else's perspective. Maybe even mm-hmm. Kyrie's. Gee, that would have been <sighs> wonderful. But no, we're stuck with Sora, which has been the same reoccurring problem throughout the series that he's just not interesting enough to hold it on his like hold it up on his own yeah and so we get the option to play as these different characters but it's like you still give me the option to play as sora why are you so stuck on him and not letting me give the reins to another character when we've had different protagonists in the past in this series roxas was phenomenal i love roxas why are we so hesitant to give the reins to someone else for at least a moment, like a DLC? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like the most inter- one of the most interesting things about Kingdom Hearts Three was the kind of small undercurrent of melancholy mm-hmm. in the Disney worlds, as mm-hmm. as Sora feels really bad about the way he failed in Dream Drop Distance. It's like this tiny wrinkle of complexity, but then he, he rebounds and he's like he's back fine. to his old self. But like, no. Mm-hmm. Don't go back to your old self. You'll complicate for once in your goddamn mm-hmm. life. It's so weird because, yeah, when you, y'all were mentioning it, and I think a couple of you mentioned it, that th- that group at the end with of the human characters, at least, they've all gone through trauma in one way or another, either, like, darkness corrupting them or uh, dying in some cases or, like, a lot of trauma has happened there. And Sora kind of just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I had I had a couple bad days, but I'm better now. Well, which is also yeah. it's like also that. wild <laughs> no. though because Sora has dealt with a ton of trauma. Mm-hmm. Like his Shit. best friend went rogue yeah. and betrayed him. The girl he likes was like a puppet zombie for a whole game. Like he found out. He has multiple yeah, different he... personas running around, like... But he's just chill. Yeah, he finds out that that he's, like, five people. He's... Okay. <laughs> In real life, he's the kind of person 
that goes through a realization mm. 10 to 20 years later <laughs> that they gone went through a bunch of oh, horrible God. shit and then they spend like a whole decade in therapy don't but call me I out don't like know this if kingdom hearts is... <laughs> i don't know if, if, if kingdom hearts is ever gonna give sora his moment of realization yeah. That yeah, he went like through it, some yeah. really hard things. It's so wild to me, too. I don't know why they're so married to keeping him like that when all the other characters show so much, like, distinct growth. Mm. And then Sora's just, like, still the fucking same. Yeah. Aqua Ugh. goes to hell yeah. for a decade. It's true. Literally. And she's, like, obviously and her hurt. And living and... friend does not save her. My wifey like... out there just getting betrayed by King Mickey. <laughs> yeah, because he's a like, war criminal. Left on read. He is a fucking yeah. war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> King Mickey. Yes. Yeah. We're all in agreement. Yes. Yep. That's the, that's <laughs> the end of the podcast. We all agree. King Mickey is a war criminal. Good night. <laughs> but yeah, like, Aqua went to hell and she's still suffering the consequences of being stuck there for a decade. And, and like, yes... There has been traumatic stuff to happen to Sora, but he barely, I don't know if he even reacts, he, he yeah. doesn't deal with it. And that's fair, some people don't deal with trauma, but your protagonist. It doesn't feel like him like no. avoiding trauma for the sake of not dealing with it. It just mm -hmm. feels like him just being mm -hmm. like immune to trauma, which is just yeah. unrealistic. And I think, I think it really ties into what i personally feel is like an identity crisis for the series because i think i like in the 15 years since kingdom hearts 2 or, or however long it's been like your audience has grown and so i think it's not that the audience doesn't care for the mm -hmm. disney aspects and i don't think you can actually remove disney from kingdom hearts yes, or that. else it just Good. something else entirely Good. yeah but i do feel like if you're not going to remove the Disney, which you can't if you want to keep it as Kingdom Hearts, then at least add more depth and complexity to the Kingdom Hearts part of Kingdom Hearts, which is Sora and all the other characters. And it's like the main protagonist of this series is not experiencing growth at the same... Like, if, like he feels so mm -hmm. archaic in a way that I think Kingdom Hearts 3 in general felt like to me, like something from like the ps2 era a lot of it felt like mm -hmm. to me and yeah it's like fair. it's been it's been 10 or 15 years your audience has grown the expectations have grown and developed and how we story tell in video games has also really changed and to think that the expectations of what we want to see is still the same as it was when the last mainline entry came out just because it's the last it's the previous one in the series like that like there's been a it might be the difference between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3, but in that, you know, in that space, there are 15 years. Expectations have changed, and storytelling has changed, and the way that they insist on Sora not changing, on being constantly like how he has been from the very beginning, is, I think, a detriment to the series more than it's actually mm -hmm. good. Like, it's not endearing anyone else, in my opinion. It's just, like, it's frustrating for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. For watching it because we've grown up we've ex we've come to expect and like this series has done and... that in in games like yeah. uh uh bird by sleep and games like 358 it has characters that change yeah. throughout the game they they have like an arc and deal with stuff and mature and then for kingdom hearts 3 and you know what those two games have in common good. They're not led yeah. by Sora. <laughs> yeah, that too. They're good. They are my favorite ones as well. But yeah. they're not yeah. led by Sora. Wow, is... what a coincidence. 
yeah, there's a sense that I think part of the issue is there is sort of an identity crisis between those games on the margins mm-hmm. and the mainline entries where there's a, an ex that there was i think going into kingdom Hearts 3 an expectation by i think square enix by a lot of the people who are familiar with kingdom hearts that three was going to pick two. up where mm-hmm. two left off mm-hmm. and that m- means a certain sort of tone and a certain type of identity and then it has to clash those expectations with the fact that the series has in the margins gotten a lot weirder and more complicated and it doesn't really mm-hmm. nail that in some ways it regresses on that in kingdom yeah. hearts 3 because it leans into the simplifying structure and perspective of sora it, donald and goofy running around is this just how guns. it's gonna be like the main kingdom heart games are gonna be this thing that we end up kind of disappointed because nothing changes but like the mobile game keeps coming up with things and with weird things the mobile it's game is wild. wild the mobile game has yes. the most interesting story like it's 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 um it's fragmented and you yeah. experience like two minutes of it after like a hundred levels of but grinding it's like, but it's still good like good. it's still, yeah it's good like i yeah, want to see more of that things i yeah. said I care about Kingdom Hearts. It has characters that have, like, I care about these, uh, the dandelions. I care about these characters and their relationships. And I want to know, like, what happened there. And also, it has those moments that you're like, wait, what, 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 what's happening? What, what, is, is this all data? Is this, is any of this real? Like, or not. I can do it without sacrificing yeah. the Disney. Yeah, like the, the Disney yeah. is not. I mean, the issue. I just I was uh, making my way through some of the the latest stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, these are just scenes straight out from Wreck It Ralph, but the player is there, so that that's a thing, yeah. Right, and, it, and but then it uses that Wreck It Ralph world yeah. to reveal wacky mm-hmm. plot things that I'm that not going to go good. into because it would take an hour. To- to even explain so what the plot is. It, I'm angry of how <laughs> good it is because yeah. it has no right to be that. Yeah. That level should be in Kingdom Hearts good. three. Not that. Not that level. But that level of like interesting storytelling should be in Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. Not in the mobile game. No shade on mobile game, but like in your your flagship game should be the it's your true. most interesting game. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just, it's just darker and more mature in a way that's reminiscent of how yeah. Book by Sleep was to me. And yeah. it's like, like darkness and maturity and Kingdom Hearts, like they're not mutually yeah. exclusive. Like you can, like Kingdom Hearts is better when it is like um, Union X or yeah. Union Key, sorry, and Birth by Sleep, like when it is yeah. darker and more mature and willing to. Yeah. And it not doesn't just, ignore. Like, oh my God, the light and the friends. same themes. It doesn't ignore. Like the Disney World, it's still there. It yeah. feels like Kingdom Hearts. It is very much Kingdom yeah. Hearts, but it's just. Uh, I think the problem is Sora. I really think. The, I'm sorry, Sora. I'm Sora phobic. Just like, <laughs> kill Sora off. <laughs> just kill him. But Sora dead in Miami. You know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I, I I I agree with you. And like personally, I'm writing a Kingdom Hearts nice. fanfic that keeps Sora. A, that, that that keeps Sora a sweet nice. the entire story because it's more interesting. Because it's, <laughs> nice. because it's more interesting. It's more interesting. 
<laughs> and it focuses on Shion, which makes it yeah. even more interesting. Exactly. Julie should write Kingdom Hearts, I say. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Memora retire. Yeah. And Julie's my favorite person to listen to about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So if Julie could actually write Kingdom Hearts, I would have absolutely no complaints. But That would be fun. Um, but yeah, I and would. once again, we don't learn what's in the box. Uh, no idea what's in the I box. Yeah, it's like, like, what is this it's, like? Is it not the book? I was always under the impression it was that book. We We don't know know, what's in the book. But I assume it's not No Name, right? Because we've seen No Name. No Name is Biden. Um, I I don't think anything's in the book to this point. I just think it's empty. I thought well, Pandora's box. I thought no, it was the they book, found Pandora's and I just box. thought that they were extra. They found fuck. Pandora's box. It wasn't the right yeah. box. It's a different box. They explicitly say no. This is Pandora's box. This is not the box we were looking for. Yeah. Well, I was under the impression that it was at least in theory supposed to be the Book of Prophecies because I thought that's why Maleficent was looking for it. I mean, I have a legit. Um, I have a legit. I have a legit like theory, but it has. Union Craft spoiler, so I don't know if you want it. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's I, a whole shit. I'm not caught up on yeah. Union Craft shit. Being yeah. perfectly honest, it's yeah. wild. Um, I don't play it anymore because I played a ton of it when I was super depressed yeah. in college, and I tried back. Backing... Watch the cutscenes on yeah. YouTube. Well, I tried backing up my that's save. What most I tried backing do. up my save because it said you could, and it said I did it, and then it didn't, and it deleted my save, mm. and I was like. You know I'm depressed, but oh, I'm not no. that depressed. Um, yeah, I'm gaming. It's not. It's no. not worth it. Uh, it's not. Point. Just watch if, the cutscenes. If cut you want to watch the cutscenes, yeah. there's also the Kingdom Heart Unchained Key Wiki. Does every store every mission? If you just want to read through them, it's like five paragraphs. Oh, I do love yeah. to read. I love reading wikis. Yeah, so I might. You just have to skip. It's like a deep Same. passion of mine. Yeah, you just have to skip around because sometimes <laughs> it's like these five missions are just missions, and then the sixth mission has like a five-minute scene between two characters. That's the thing about Kingdom Hearts in general that I feel is like recent Kingdom Hearts games. It's like a lot of bullshit for like mm-hmm. three hours, and then you got like five minutes yeah. worth of really interesting. Uh, and then it's yeah. like three more hours of that's how it felt like for me going through all mm-hmm. the Disney worlds and it, I just think it's it's such a huge pacing problem that the series in general has and I don't know why because there's like it's not like the story is ending anytime soon you don't have to no. drag it out like there is so much material that you can both have at your disposal right now and also come up with like as you like make shit up like why are we so determined to space it out and just like sprinkle it like you know like here as a treat <laughs> some actual kingdom hearts lore and right. it's like no like like i've been here for like 15 years like can you <laughs> see give me a little salami <laughs> no, I can have a little more as a treat Natalie can get norted as a treat. Honestly, um, (laughs) I am like a little bit of a hot take person on this, perhaps, because I actually think that the Disney worlds work the best in three. Um, I only agree about half of them. I like two. I think. I like two's more. Number one. Getting to watch Woody tell young Zaynor that no one has ever loved him is still the greatest moment of my entire life. Okay, yeah. that was iconic. Um, we can never. That was great. But we I do. Cannot, like, we only I must think, stand. I think that. that... Ooh, go ahead, Julie. 
Yeah, uh, I think that three has the worlds that work best, but also some of the Agreed. ones that work worst. Like the yes. Toy Story world, and surprisingly enough, yes. the Monsters Inc. world. Um, yes. the, 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 the 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 plotting works well, but then there's like the Frozen world, yeah. which is the most interminable <gasps> thing. I in the whole like world. the Frozen world. It's just the movie. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's the hot take. All right. I love Frozen. I, Frozen is my favorite Disney movie. I watched it 25 times because my mom was an aftercare teacher when it came out. And we had to watch that shit like 25. I love Frozen. I yeah. hate the Frozen world. The Frozen world is Kingdom yes. Hearts to me. Because honestly, it is like like the fact that it's just the movie with Sora like cut and paste in the I background. That's what it is. But that's what this Goofy series dying is. in the cold. Y'all, that's them. what it is. <laughs> that's what it I is used literally. To that's why it's moved past that. I hope. I think. Like, like Sora standing there watching Elsa <laughs> sing the entirety of "Let It Go." Would happen. <laughs> he would do that. Was that. Wild. Okay, so I um reviewed kingdom hearts for waypoint so i watched yes, which was the best kingdom hearts 3 mm-hmm. review by the way it's everyone true. go read it mm. thank you I, so, but, 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 but i was watching that playing it like two weeks before the game came out and i just bust out laughing and i'm like i need to find someone i can talk to about this because it was the wildest thing just to, because i i had no idea that was gonna happen i and it I, just ruined I loved it it's just like the movie elsa is singing goofy is there i, love, I loved it yeah. that's the weird shit about kingdom hearts that i'm here for because like they would do that again true to character Sora would fully sit there and watch a woman <laughs> sing in the snow for a full three minutes while just kind of looking oh, yeah, at Goofy and being like, huh. Like, that was the truest moment of Sora's fucking character, and I will fight about that. Um, I think that the I think that the parts yeah. of Frozen that were bad were actually This is definitely point. your hottest take, is, is what I will say. Real hot. I know. The Frozen <laughs> world was good. It was. I think I tweeted about that actually too. I was like, fuck all of you. Um but I really loved the um Tangled World. See, I, I think that one worked really well. I I think the Tangled World my Ooh. my issue with the Tangled World is what everybody's issue with the Frozen World is. Where like it's just the movie and like they tried to inject the Marluxia stuff in there, but it didn't feel like it fit that well. True. Um I feel like that goes for most of the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, but that's for me. I like and some I know lines that Marluxia says and that said at him by Sora and the gang just because they were goofy and interesting. But I... I and he's I, hot. I, I could, <laughs> I, yeah, Marluxia's hot. Um, I, I could... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It must be uh, sad. You're making me think of Union Cross again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I could have done without it. I Give me... I understand that Disney's like, these are the worlds you can mess with. These are the worlds you have to just do the movie. I'm way more interested to see the more worlds you can mess with than worlds you can just see the movie. Just because the stories are so interesting, like uh, in Toy Story, in Monster Sync. I I, I even like the Big Hero 6 one. Yeah. (laughs) No, I like I like when you can fuck around with the worlds too, and I do think like a lot of people mm-hmm. criticize Kingdom Hearts, saying like it is just the movies over and over again. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. When do you fight a giant invisible 
chameleon in Tarzan. You don't accept a Kingdom Hearts. Um, but I think my thing with it is like this is not really reminded at all anymore, but we're just we're just having a time. Um I think yeah. my thing with Frozen and Tangled is I like Frozen better because I think the story of the movie lends itself better to Sora just like rolling in and being like, oh shit, guess we're doing stuff. Because that's kind of all Frozen is, is just people being like, oh fuck, I guess we have to react to a situation. Um, mm -hmm. Shit's going down. Yeah, shit is just constantly going down. to Elsa in, in, yeah. in that. Whereas like Tangled is like very much like there's like a very linear narrative to it. And so adding Sora to that felt a lot more cut and paste to me. Um, yeah. But I do feel like both of those worlds suffer because during the organization parts because like the shit that Larxene's doing in Frozen doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, but it's Larxene, and then, like, so I'm happy. I, it also doesn't even change anything. Well, and like, I like Larxene, yeah. I like Marluxia, and I think, but it's frustrating to me because I think the other world did a really good job yes. of being like, like, you know, like, like the Toy Story thing with like the hearts and them fucking around with splitting up worlds and stuff like that. Like, that yeah. was interesting and thematic. Yeah. And then like Big Hero 6 with the like, like, all the vessel shit mm -hmm. made sense and was interesting. Yeah. And, like, the doors in Monsters, Inc., like, doing the different world shit. But, like, Tangled and that. Frozen, like, I feel like they have themes that could have tied into that stuff, but they just did And so Marluxia, like, having his big old long villain monologue, I was like, so she's, like, another princess of heart? Okay, cool. Thanks. It it felt the like they were doing the first two games again in those worlds. Sorry, go ahead, Natalie. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew. You go first. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I just wanted to say that, like, yeah. Larxene just doesn't feel like she does anything either. Mm. Like, both of them, like, they just stand there, look hot, and don't mm -hmm. do anything. And, like, I want to do that in life, too. But, like, yeah. like I, re <laughs> I relate to that. But, like, also, like, please do something, y'all. Like, I felt like Larxene... And Marluxia, like, all of that, like, just had no impact whatsoever. And it's like, what was the point? Mm -hmm. But yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, those worlds felt straight out of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and mostly 1, of just, it's kind of like the game. There might be, yes, like, in Tangled, uh, in, in the movie Tangled, you don't fight Marluxia, and you don't fight a big Heartless <laughs> of, of the main uh, villain lady, but it's basically but that the better. movie. That, you know, no, yes. yeah, agreed. <laughs> but like, these, this is what we used to... It's the same thing I'm talking about. This is what we used to do in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. And we still kind of do it in the side games, but there's always more stuff going around, more more things in, in its surroundings that make you want to be interested and see what's happening. Yeah, I just think that like, those two worlds were super jarring because I do think, like, every other world fit thematically with what was going on. Like, even, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, they're in hell. Guess where Sora's going? <laughs> like, it, everything works except for those two worlds. But, um, I guess steering it back to Remind, um, what did y'all think of oh, yeah. the whole... Yeah, that's like why we're actually here. <laughs> we're here, right? Yeah. Um, what did y'all think of the whole, like... Sora going into the other Guardians of Light's hearts and like experiencing what they were feeling in those moments. I I, f I liked it as a way to develop character beats that were skipped over 
were underdeveloped in the main yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 game, but I felt like as a premise it was also underutilized. Like we like yes. why don't I get to go into like Shion's heart or yeah. like experience more of what's going on inside of Terra or Axel? It feels mm -hmm. like it it doesn't hit those beats hard enough even though that seems to be its purpose. It's, it's still so married to the idea of Sora, and yeah. I hate it, I hate it, <laughs> and I just want it to change, because it's like, man, I wish I would have been in Shion's hot space when she does yeah. show up, and like, what she's thinking, Zemnis, and like, and, and like, her confusion at Axel, mm -hmm. and like, I wanted more of that, or I wanted Kyrie or like, yeah. God, God knows we need more of like, any of the female characters' perspectives and yeah. inputs in this game, and it's like, you- you could have used this to at least counteract all those criticisms that haven't even existed just because of Kingdom Hearts 3. They've existed long since yeah. Kingdom Hearts, like, since the beginning of the series. And it's like, and even that, it's not even just, like, the female characters. Like, I find Roxas infinitely more interesting than Sora. Mm -hmm. We could, like, he, he, he yeets yeah. himself into the scene out of nowhere. And it's like, well, we could have, like, gone in his, I don't know, where he was in, like, I don't know, like, yeah in a limbo and he was like all right i'm gonna eat myself into this <laughs> joint right here. like i don't know like yeah. some like it's just so married to sora and it yeah. it is restricting and holding down everyone else like this dead weight and i just need him dead in miami already i'm gonna kill him in miami i live in miami i'm gonna yeah. kill him and i'm gonna bring I, him here like that's i think <laughs> it was i think it was a good like in in theory it's a good narrative device to be like yeah we're gonna go through the story and we're gonna go through the hearts of the characters and you're gonna see what they're thinking but yeah it wasn't utilized to its full potential it was it feels like they were trying to figure out how to reuse assets and someone came up with this idea and then they were like yeah we will just need to make this extra asset here this extra asset here and that's it we're good and charge 30 bucks for it yeah I mean, to me, what it really feels like, like I said, them trying to put the content that would have been in a final mix mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 and DLC 4. Which, I mean, if you look at it that way, 30 bucks is cheaper than 60 yeah, bucks 60? for a re-release. Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. but, 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 but still, like, these are weird content fragments kind of strung together by a bizarre meta plot that they might not have used if they hadn't needed to string these bits of content together. Yeah, I definitely, I was kind of bummed because when I, I didn't really watch like that much of the coverage on uh, Remind before it came out because I just kind of like to go in and see shit for myself. Uh, yeah. But when they said the whole like, you're gonna do the hearts thing, I thought it was going to be like, you were gonna go into their hearts and like play as them in those moments. Um, which, when that cool. then didn't happen, I thought it was a bummer, and I do definitely agree with, like, the Waypoint criticism of it, like, like, it's cool that we got the insight to, oh, shit, Aqua is still very afraid of, like, mm -hmm. based on her yeah. experiences in the Dark Realm, and it would have been cool to see her, like, get to work through that, kind of, even if it was just, like, she fought her feelings with a sword, but... Yeah. You know, like that. I mean, that's what Sora does. Yeah, and it's just it. So that that's was a bummer. The, the, that's what everybody does in this series. You fight your feelings with the giant key, yeah. and then you feel better. Yeah, that's, yeah, Julie. Like that's therapy. That's that's therapy. That's what I do every every month. <laughs> Absolutely. Every week. 
I do this think. Stresky. Yeah, the, the the one moment that at least I was really satisfied by was the Roxas, Axel, and Xion yeah. interaction. Yes. Although yeah, that, that was the, really good. The X's thing, I was like, I get what you're doing here, but it's a little bit of a stretch. I I liked it. I guess it's cheesy, but I liked it. It reminded me of the moment in Dream Drop where they were like, hey, you know how Sora got them crossed belts on his chest? Turns out yeah. it was a plot device the whole time. Yeah. And I yeah. liked it there too. I did. I was like, okay. I liked it. <laughs> I, I like um, when Kingdom Hearts is cheesy, Arena. Like I, I like I that too, but like I that. I like it when it's cheesy because they're like friendship is the power of everything, and not when they're like. Nomura really likes exes, so we're just gonna get real in our feelings about these exes. Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> you're right. That's fair, I but I like them being like, "We're gonna reclaim our trauma." Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. I liked the idea behind it. Great. It was mostly just like the yeah. I was like, I feel like you could even kind of feel it when they showed this, like, the, the Kingdom Hearts, like, sh- two scene of Roxas getting the X, and they were like, see, you remember when we made that big stylized graphic? We meant for that to be a thing. And I was like, no, you fucking didn't. Right. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> you, you just wanted something to look cool true. and edgelordy. Fuck you. Yeah. You made that for a trailer and thought it was cool, so you put <laughs> it in the game. <laughs> Julia, what was your favorite part of the DLC? What was um, everyone's favorite part of the DLC? I, okay, so I played on critical mode. Oh fuck! So, um, oh queen. <laughs> what that means is that playing as all of the non-Sora characters was rough because they weren't that nearly as powerful as Sora. Yeah. But with oh. that said, um, I still really enjoyed that fight as Kyrie. Just because, like, it's it, it is much less than what she deserved, but her move set was so fun. Like, she That's throws good. her keyblade and then teleports after it, like she's fucking Noctis, and like, it is really enjoyable to play as her. Even though I ended up not being able to beat the boss as her because mm-hmm. she was undertuned, mm-hmm. which is something that that they should fix in a patch or something yeah that and probably won't but yeah yeah i i was just playing on standard but i tried to play that fight as Kyrie like three times and then i was like fuck this and just went back to playing sora because like she's yeah. not like strong enough which on a story level i kind of like because she was still like in keyblade training or whatever but like as a game mechanic i'm like if you let me play as this character like let me play as her like yeah yeah, I just, like, I I know that I hated that fight on, like, a story level, and, like, I know that, because I was really annoyed by the fact that she was always like, I hope this works. <laughs> she was just like, and I was just like, girl, you've been training, and, like, my friend, um, he messaged me, he was like, because I was talking about it with him, and he was like, you know, like, on one hand, I really do, like, I understand, like, it's her first battle after she's done actually training, and I'm like, you know, you're right, but also, I feel like, I feel like the women are given these realistic things of, like, like, I think it's realistic for her to be worried after only training, and this being, like, her first big fight, and it's against, like, Master Xehanort and whatnot, but, like, the men don't have to go through this. Yeah. Sora 
never even got trained. Yeah, I was Sora about to say it's, to it's hard to swallow. Yeah, I was gonna say it's hard to swallow yeah. in a franchise where Sora just like has figured it out like his the entire yeah. time himself. Like exactly. for a whole g- game and and a, and a half, Sora just keyblade like it's a baseball bat. Like I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you you completely nailed it, Natalie. Because, for example, yeah, Aqua is still suffering with her trauma of like ten years in hell. But like Terra was also in a horrible trauma traumatic place, and we don't see a scene of him like breaking down in the middle of a fight yeah, or t- before a fight. Terra didn't even have a and fucking body, and he's like, nope, yeah, no, still Tara good. Was the yeah. <laughs> Terra was trapped as his fucking stand of of uh, Anthem, yeah. and he was there. If they had played into the fact, and he had said something like, I saw everything, and I couldn't do anything, imagine that! And, mm, uh, it's it could be better. It's real grim. Yeah, because yeah, I remember one of the criticisms when it came to the women of Kingdom Hearts 3, and how they got treated, like, one of the criticisms that some people did fight back on was because some people had an issue with how Aqua was so traumatized by being in hell basically for like a decade that she was not at her full potential and her full power when she fought Vanitas in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that makes sense, but I feel like instead of just like treating it as like it exists in a vacuum, like why don't we look at how just like in general the women... Like, these are realistic things, but they are applied only to the women, Mm -hmm. while the men have no moments during battle of insecurity or powerlessness. Like, even during that really big fight in the Remind DLC, which is, like, like, I thought it was the best moment in the DLC, where they all fight together, Mm -hmm. and, like, you switch between, yeah, you jump between people and shoot, like, different, and kill, blah, 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 different things. Like, if you, like, I think I'm remembering this right. I have one brain cell. (laughs) And like I said, she's a little overworked right now. Her. But I think I'm remembering this right. Right? Mm-hmm. We must stand her. We must yes. support her. I think, like, so it's, like, two rings. Like, yeah. there's an outer ring, and all the men are on the outer yeah, ring. Yeah, and, and then it, the it's Kyrie, Aqua, Aqua, and Mickey. Mickey. Kyrie was oh, gone yeah. by oh, this yeah, point. Oh, yeah, it's Shion and off to somewhere and... else. <laughs> yeah, she's fighting with Sora. But, like, Mickey, Aqua... Wim- yeah, women are war criminals. Are on the inner circle in the middle. <laughs> And the men are on, and you jump between the men. Like you do yeah. not jump between no. any of the that women at also any point. Made me mad because, like, mm-hmm. on a personal level, because whenever I talk about Xion, it's personal. Um, she wasn't characterized as a magic user before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's yeah. one of the magic reflect people, yeah. and it's like, why she should be out yeah. there punching yeah. people in the face with her magic. Exactly. I mean, that was a whole. But she. Yeah. Go ahead. Why is she on in there instead of Axel? Who, if yeah. we're going by the standards of they have just finished training, Axel applies just as much as Kyrie. Why is he allowed on the front lines? And there's no and he, like, oh, like fire. Axel's not out there. Like, oh, I hope this works. Oh, no. Got it memorized. Like, <laughs> like he does not have. He does not have that like, moment. No. Kyrie is forced to have that moment, but he is not, and none of the men are, and it is so. Frustrating Based on, to watch on happen. Shion is almost just as good as Roxas and Asora uh, fighting. She should be yeah. in the front line. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. She is just as tough as Roxas mm -hmm. and Sora. She like has all of their fighting abilities innately because she absorbed yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and the thing, but yeah. the thing I think that's frustrating too with like the criticisms around Aqua and like the realism around the women is like, yeah, like their women are realistic and the men aren't. Yeah. And so it's like it's hard yeah. and shitty, but like too, it's like they only seem to want to deal with like the character's trauma within themselves and like not how it relates to the people they have relationships with. Because like my main thing with the Aqua line in um storyline in three was that she's rightfully super pissed at Mickey, but only for like two seconds and right. then it's just fine. And it's like if they had carried I that never forgiven that motherfucker. Yeah, like if that if that line had continued through where she was like I'm going to come back because, like, we need to deal with this shit and I need to find Ventus and, and Terra, but fuck you. Like, that would have been, that yeah. would have been good and interesting. Yeah. And then I feel like I could believe her not being at her prime in that fight so much more. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like, recovering from that versus, like, what actually happened. Where it's just, like, everyone's pretending everything's fine, but then, oh, look, Ven's going to magically wake up to save her. Like, it's just, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I, I think it reminds me of the Rihanna tweet where she's like a rat is a rat <laughs> like Aqua should have just walked up to Mickey and been like a rat is a fucking rat and like treated him <laughs> he deserved nothing less he left her on read for 10 years yeah. like my wifey was out there like <laughs> a whole decade mm -hmm. he wasn't even doing decade. much for most yeah she had to hang out okay. with fucking Ansem the Wise for like a good chunk of yeah. that even just a week, I would have been sucks. like, Mickey? Who sucks? I just like, <laughs> and I, yeah, he sucks. Um, I think it carries into Remind, though, because I liked the idea of, you know, them being like, oh, Aqua's still, like, pretty fucked up mm -hmm. over this. But, like, then they just play on that same fucking thing again of, like, oh, she's fucked up, therefore she can't fight. And, like, they don't mm. do anything to, like, help. And on top of that, we get, like, a five-minute Mickey segment yeah. where we just play as him yeah. like uh -huh. are like pushing back on the light or whatever. Yeah, and like it just it doesn't feel Mickey like in the hallway from Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> it just feels like they never let Aqua have like the full extent of like her emotional range. It just feels like she's constantly there to be traumatized and soldier on. Um yeah. without like any of the shit that the other characters get to like kind of deal with their sh trauma um and it's just really frustrating that they kept doing that in this too like yeah i feel like we could honestly argue that for every female yeah. character besides mm -hmm. like maybe shion uh, even then she deserves yeah. more than what she got i mean yeah you get at least I get the sense that Nomura has a soft spot for Shion compared to the yeah. other female characters, mm -hmm. but still, she doesn't get enough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I he doesn't like Sora, but he likes. Yeah, honestly, Shion. I think Nami is probably Sora. the most realized of the female characters. Oh yeah. Um, and then in this and in, in Remind, she's just like, she's well, one line, just just vibing, just yeah. getting picked I up mean, by Riku to go somewhere. I Who wasn't knows? expecting her to fight because yeah. Nami has never. Ne yeah, Nomine is not like a combat that character. Would be cool. they, if they could, if they really wanted to, they could do something cool. Fighter. But she's not a fighter, and exactly. that's fine. Not every character that you have in your story needs to be a fighter. You can have characters like her who like talk to people and move things around, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I really like Namine. Namine is good. Yeah. Because she's like, even the ones who do fight, even the ones who do fight, they don't really have much significance to the story. And it's, it's so, it's so upsetting because it's so like, like, this is basic, but like, it's been 15 years. Like, I would have wanted this fixed by now. Like, come on. Like, like, we can expect better. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes for the entire series, I guess, in general at this point. Or at least Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I know that I loved Kingdom Hearts 2. So I know it's not a thing. At least for me, I don't think it's something specific to the mainline entries. Mm-hmm. I think it was just 3. I think 3 was just overall disappointing for me. I'm not going to act like I didn't cry like a little bit. So like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I 100 no, sobbed at the that beginning Shion... and the end. Oh, god. Yeah. Shion Axel Rox's scene, mm-hmm. I distinctly mm-hmm. remember sitting in my dorm room and being like, <sighs> like straight up like bawling. It was so yeah. embarrassing. Like, I thought that I was whole, the myself. whole labyrinth, like every time people reunited, I was like, well, rip me. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts is really good when it capitalizes on those yeah. connections that it makes you attached to. But yeah. like if if the characters fall flat, those connections, like, they can only survive for so long, and it's, like, every connection that a character has with Sora, aside from his connection to, like, I guess Riku, feels so, like, insignificant. And I don't think it's because Nomura is intentionally setting up Riku and Sora to be boyfriends. I think it's just, like, a neglect on, like, every other character. Yeah, but it's true. Theirs is the only relationship with Sora that feels like a real mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. because you see both of them deliberately think about the other person when they're not around like Sora thinks about yeah. Kari once I mean, every game that she's had... not in which is most of them and I'm like you really want me to think he'd do all this yeah, to stay her like maybe for Riku about Riku and Sora and their relationship and what they think about each other and they weren't interacting in most of that game and yeah I, I don't know I don't know it's... Yeah, yeah. Kingdom yes. Hearts. Okay, is there anything else to say about Remind? Or are we just kind uh, of melancholic I laughed and a lot. about Kingdom Hearts I, I right now? I laughed a lot when uh, Yasora pulled out a gun to shoot uh, Sora in the face. <laughs> that was, that was Every funny. time Kingdom Hearts has a gun, I gain a <laughs> year on my life. It was like, oh. that's just a fucking gun! And then it turns into a sword. But when he pulls it, yeah. it's just a fucking gun! Um. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, I w- now I will sh- shoot you in your face. Yeah. Keyblade. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, it it also, feels so weird because it's like yeah. you, it's like the, I don't know, like in the feudal age when like everyone was still using like right. bows and arrows and then like guns were introduced. And I'm like, wait, wait, when did this happen? We did not get an establishment for this. Dylan's pros. Like, <laughs> Sora is just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he gets shot with it. He's like, oh, oh that's what that does. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what a gun is. He's never seen a gun before. Yeah. Right? Why doesn't he act... Yeah, why isn't he surprised about a gun? Like He doesn't understand computers. This is an established fact. He has true. no idea what a computer is. Or cell phones. No idea. Really a himbo. So then, yeah. like, why did he not react to the gun? I think you have an excellent point there, but 
I think it is telling that, like, even though Julie is the one that was most positive by the start, she's also the one that's like, so uh, do we have anything else to say that is not melancholic and <laughs> upsetting <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts 3 Reminds DLC? Yeah, I mean, like, it's like mm, I didn't... Yeah, I feel like... Charity is good. I feel... Charity is great. I feel like I like enjoyed my time playing it i like i wasn't upset while i was playing it but after i was just kind of like eh, it happened cool i was forgetful i'm not gonna yeah like i liked the little bits that it filled in and i even tweeted on my private like oh i actually like some of the story stuff that this is doing um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't a lot it was it was very much a you can have a little salami and there just wasn't that much salami there I agree. Yeah. I, I just expect more out of the series by this point, and I'm not That's getting fair. it. And it's like, I can only remain for so long. Yeah. I have stayed around for 15 years since Kingdom Hearts 2. <sighs> I can only, you can only give me breadcrumbs. Like, I am the queen of taking breadcrumbs. I, I stand Dragon Age, and it's been <laughs> years since we got anything on it. I get it, but like, I can only accept so little for so long and at this point i think i might be moving on from the series and yeah i mean it has been like over half of both of our lives yeah yeah i will be here forever and i've consigned myself to that but like i completely understand i think i'll just me as well i'm a lifer (laughs) i'm stuck here i'm probably gonna rewatch uh all the cutscenes of this at least two more times this year just when I'm bored and I want to have something in the background. Uh, so, yeah, if, if, yeah. I mean, I say this, but I. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'll say, so if sorry. you no, see no, a no, way go. out, get out. Yeah. Save yourself. Yeah. Get free. Let the movie get out. I, f- I say this, but I think, I think I'll also be the same way because it's kind of like, like The Walking Dead it has like, I don't know how many seasons at this point. And it's like, if you've seen all of them up until now, you might as well stay yeah. for the rest of the shit show. And at this point, I think I think my brain is like, yo, daddy, yeah. move on between the pastures. But my heart, my guiding key is like, no, you dumb bitch. You're still gonna watch this play out however the fuck it plays out. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll see which one wins in the end. But I am not impressed by this DLC, and that is my final podcast official TM I'm over here, I'm over here, <laughs> not, wa- I'm over here watching tra- translated Japanese patches of the mobile game like on a every every couple weeks so I'm not gonna front and pretend if the DLC was bad I was gonna stop because I'm too deep yeah also it's the mobile better. game is just yeah. better I don't like the story. Like I, I don't. I think the story of the mobile game is interesting, but I don't like it as a Kingdom Hearts story. That's a different conversation. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we. I want to ask you where you're at, but then I feel it's the same Final Fantasy XIV conversation we had earlier. Deeply behind. Deeply behind is the answer to that question. Um, Maybe one day we will have an episode. No, I'm so behind. Um, But I think. I'm a lifer, but in the sense that, like, I am always, like, when will my husband return from war <laughs> looking out the window and thinking about my life? Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's where we're at. I mean, I got the papu on my fucking wrist. Like, we in it, but... 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that's probably that's a probably a good place to wrap. Yeah. That is yeah. a good place. Um, yeah. Bab- yeah. Babby, where can people find you and the things that you yeah. do on the web? Uh, you can find everything I do at Fabby underscore Garza. If I do any new podcasts, any new games, I know there are a couple of games that I wrote for that will be coming out this year. Uh, I I can say I wrote one of them for Pathfinder. I am liberty to say that I wrote in the Pathfinder book that should be coming out and nice. Gen Con. Uh, yeah. Nice. So go, uh, go check cool. that out if that's your deal. If not, I do Teenagers with Attitude, which is a Power Rangers podcast, which is this, this, but we go through every episode of Power Rangers. Uh, we're currently in Turbo, which is very good because Diva Talks is very hot and I like her and I want to be her. Um, movie Diva Talks <laughs> is better. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, this is not the place for it. Uh, and I also do other stuff, but yeah, just check Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Julie, where can people find you? Um, at Julie Muncie 23 on Twitter. Cause at Julie Muncie was taken by someone. Um, and you can find my work wired.com every week and i also am the weekend editor at io9 so on saturdays and sundays you'll see me in io9.gizmodo.com and yeah oh yeah and nat how about you you can find my singular (laughs) brain cell talking about elves bioware final fantasy 14 and posting my occasional freelance articles at party mesia at twitter so like that's like part i am C I A, yeah, that's like, that's it. That's where the content TM is. <laughs> um, and I, and I write for Paste. Um, it's supposed to be weekly, but sometimes my brain cell, you know, needs them. She's a little overworked, but I do try to do a <laughs> weekly thing. And uh, right now I'm out of school for the next few months, so I am showing up on more places online, like. Uh, VG247 and Fanbyte and other cool gaming TM websites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to nice. make the terrible mistake of following me on my personal Twitter, uh, you can find me at CG and 8Rs. Um, if you, <laughs> I mean, you're here, so clearly you know about Uppercut, but you should read Uppercut. We got good shit. Uh, it's uppercutcrit.com. Uh, at Uppercut Crit on Twitter and uh, Patreon.com slash Uppercut Crit um, which I should read our Patreon producers. I'm just going to do a separate because I don't feel like pulling up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I should have planned. I don't plan. It's all chaos. Hey y'all, Andrew here to read off the Patreon producers because Caitlin forgot and asked me to so I'm here to save the day. So here are our Patreon producers. Abnormal Mapping, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Andrew Rivera, Brendan Clark, Carlos Mejia, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Matthew Flowers, Mikey Phillips, Numair, Philip Villar, Quentin Hoffman, and Sean Martin. So thank you guys so much for being Patreon producers for the month. Uh, You too can be a Patreon producer and get your name read at the end of every episode by subscribing to our Patreon at the $7 or more level. Uh, Thank you guys so much, and here's Caitlin.
Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So thank you all for listening. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that uh, screaming session about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us on our bullshit. Yeah, may your heart be your guiding key. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Got it memorized, y'all. I'm done. I'm leaving. Any other bad quotes? Any other? Oh, wait. Sora, they put bugs in him. No, is it Riku? Riku, they put bugs in him. Okay.